Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Eat the sun. No, eat the sun. Nothing's oh, impossible. Great. Prove it. Uh, uh, Spanish, where is uh, Dave? You, you don't bring him in. He, you don't listen to anything I say. <laughs> oh, my anything God. I say. He said, Dave's here. Should I bring him in? I go, well, do me a favor. Show him the rec tech. Just let him see it first and then bring him in the studio. I already he got comes in the studio. He comes in the studio. No, Dave. Come over here, Dave. How you doing, pal? Ah, <laughs> oh, the word. At least show maybe show the guest where to sit. Help him out. Does Your executive headphones? producer skills Play are him. the worst. The yeah. worst ever. He's 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 good to go. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Really? yeah okay. Yeah, you exactly. know. Ah, I've been here before. I know where to go. How you doing, pal? Hey, buddy. Good oh, to you see still you. Still got that mustache, huh? I still do. rocking that mustache. Yeah. There's my... not too many people that can keep it and look like a pedophile and still <laughs> still be successful. I gotta tell you, Bill Burr had a great name for a mustache on his special. Did you watch his latest special? I haven't watched it yet. He calls it a D broom. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Trejo said it was good branding. For me, because it looks like a, a, a one of the little things you would whisp barbecue sauce. Yeah, on the ribs yeah, with. yeah. You're putting the sauce on. How you been, buddy? Everything's good, man. I've been busy. I've been blessed. I am uh, very uh, forgetful. Where are you playing? I don't know where where your gig is. It's well, far, is it far? <laughs> it's far uh, away from here. Meaning it's in December. Uh, <laughs> I thought I thought you were. So what are you doing here? So I'm in Florida visiting my folks, and then um, I'm going to be in Tampa doing shows at Side Splitters December 21st through 23rd. Of course, so that's high, we're off on vacation. I know. Yeah, well, but at least I can come I, to the show. That's what I was kind of thinking too. I'm like, well, I think you guys are going to be all gone. I'm like, yeah. I might as well start doing some radio and promo. <laughs> and, and it's also December 1st through 23rd, so I don't know if people are going out that week or what. So yes, that is a to, big trying that, to do my part. That is a big week because people are finally off from work, so they're going to want to do something. So, And a lot of times they're like, all right, enough with the family. Let's go out and do something. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, we'll be there for the show, but you'll get no press from it whatsoever. Yeah, that's no, all good, man. Listen, <laughs> we're all off. If you want to come in and host a show that day, you can host it. Hey, yeah. now we're talking. So, uh, so where do your folks live? My folks are over in like Lake Wales area. Oh yeah, so my dad actually that. grew up there, and then um, he moved down to Miami when he graduated college. My Grandpa, my great grandpa, all in the car business. So my great grandpa uh, was into like tractors, and then my grandpa got into cars, and then he got to go down to Miami and have one of the first uh, Cadillac dealerships down. Oh, there. really? Yeah. So multi generation car dealership uh, family, and then I decided to go tell jokes for a living. <laughs> Do they uh, sell any Cadillacs in Miami? Not, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's a real rough market. Yeah, I'm for, sure. Yeah, rich old people. <laughs> oh, I used to live down there. Did you live down there? I grew up in Miami. Yeah, well, like where? What area? So it used to be called Kendall back in the day. Yeah. Now it's Pinecrest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you down there? When did you leave? Uh, Were you there for Hurricane Andrew? Well, yes, was, I was. So was yeah. I. That was pretty intense. Dude, Hurricane Andrew, I was thinking this recently. I, there was a large portion of my life where I was like, my kids will never understand anything like Hurricane Andrew. It was so disruptive. changed our view of the world. Yeah. It changed our innocence in some ways. And then the pandemic hit, and I'm like, oh, uh, you guys are experiencing something that nobody else has ever experienced. <laughs> Dude, dude, that's what I try to I try to tell my kids when that happened. Um, you know, trying to look for positive points. I said, "This is, this is one. This is your nine eleven. Is what this is." Dude, the biggest difference though was after Hurricane Andrew, 
the community pulled together. It was like everybody was looking out for each other. It was really a really cool lesson. I was in ninth grade. I was going into ninth grade. And it was a really cool lesson in humanity yeah. and, and empathy. And the in pandemic the, was the opposite. <laughs> yeah, but it was in uh, ep- empathy in the city that had no empathy before. Like, Miami was very divided. You had rich people, poor people, Cuban people. And then Cubans hated Haitians and Haitians hated Puerto Ricans. And it was just a weird thing. And then Hurricane Andrew hit, and I will tell you, we were pretty fortunate. I was in Miami Lakes at the time, and there was a lot of rich people that lived there, so we got our power on pretty quick. But we had nothing to do, so the next day, we were out with chainsaws and uh, just trying to help other people unload groceries and stuff that were coming in, because you had, it was the only way for people to survive, was to rely on other people to help out. I have so many wacky memories from Hurricane Andrew. Like I said, I was going into ninth grade, so I was pretty young, but I was old enough to wield a chainsaw. Yeah. So totally, we were doing that. We were chopping down trees, and then you saw crazy stuff like a roof tile from somebody's house went through somebody's like outboard motor on their yeah, boat, yeah, yeah, yeah. and people had like uh, sharks in their pools. It was it was pretty intense. I do you know that where the Dinner Key Marina is down by Coconut Grove? Yep. So we had a sailboat at the time. This is my girlfriend's parents that I was dating at the time. We had a sailboat in the Dinner Key Marina, and a couple of days before Hurricane Andrew, like maybe two days before, we secured a spot on a lake. I guess that's what you do at boats. You bring them on a lake so that if they bounce, know that they don't hit each other. So we uh, were taking the, the boat to the spot that we had paid for on the lake. And on the way there, you have to go through the city, and there's drawbridges there. Well, it got to the point where everybody was leaving and traffic was so bad that they shut the bridges down. And they were like, Ugh. this is it. So now we're trapped on the boat and we're just going through channels that are in the back of people's houses. So we pull up to this house that has this huge yard and a dock. And we said, well, look, we got money. Let's see if these people let us leave the boat here. We'll, you know, take the responsibility for it. So we knock and knock and knock. And turns out they don't, they're not here right now. They're New York people and they're out of town. So we tie off the boat on their dock, tie it to the trees, put the rubber bumpers on, and we do all this stuff. And when the hurricane passes, we go down to the Dinner Key Marina about a week later. Every boat in our slip was either sticking up out of the water, on land completely, upside down, or completely submerged. Every boat that stayed in that marina was destroyed. It, I had never seen anything like that before. That was straight out of a giant 42-foot boat. Yeah. Upside down on land. It was crazy. Our boat, all we had to do was take one branch off it. Didn't have any problem <laughs> when we because we put it in that lady's house. And that lady was never there, never knew the boat was there. We lucked out. <laughs> she has no idea she was a hero. Yeah. Do you know what that was like, though, to be trapped in this stranger's house? We had to a, we had a, use a cell phone to call somebody to come give us a ride. Because we should have waited at this lady's house until somebody came, and we had no idea we were leaving the boat there with no permission. Well, even and when the hurricane was over, you couldn't go check on people or check no. on your property because the roads were just blocked yeah. for a long time. It Road, was like chaos. Yeah, you, we couldn't get out of – we had a giant tree that was uprooted. So a lot, it was the first time I ever saw this. The trees would fall, and the entire roots would come up with it. So it would just create like a mountain. And the tree would be across the road, and people couldn't get out. So we just drove around. I had me and some of my fraternity brothers would just drive around with chainsaws, just cutting trees in the street and making ways for people. It was nothing else to do. There was no power. There was no TV. It was hot as hell. It was a weird time, man. And then these crews of people from around the country who were looking for work all were like, let's go, boys. Yeah. And they got in their cars that came down and would do, like, shoddy, like, temporary roofing, roofing jobs yeah. and stuff like that. So we ended up. My buddy who lived down the street, you know, here we are, we're uh, kids who've been, you know, uh, stuck at home and, and, you know, going through this traumatic thing. So I asked my parents if I could go camp out 
in Mike Swift's backyard because he invited me to go down there. And a couple, I, I was living on a lake at the time. I grew up on a lake there in Miami. So uh, a bunch of kids from the lake went to go sleep in Mike Swift's backyard. Well, you, you know who else was sleeping there? Who? Was a group of these roofers that were working uh. on him. <laughs> oh, they had nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the, you know, the, his dad had told him, like, you guys can camp in my yard while you're working on my roof, you know? Right. So then we're, I think that was the first night I got drunk. Uh, with, with the roofers? Yeah. Ah. It was the first time. Like, I would maybe, like, had a beer like on the boat or something yeah, like yeah. my parents weren't looking or yeah. something like that but these guys were like y'all want some vodka <laughs> and we were like yeah was it the first time you were molested also no, okay. no but it's the first time I shot a gun when it wasn't in a controlled environment <laughs> <laughs> oh man we we took a we had a, a, some Red Bull no not Red Bull it wasn't a venti a Gatorade and vodka in our system right and we uh, one of the, the guys had a pistol he let us borrow it holy and cow. we went out into the middle of our lake and there was um, a slalom course with the buoys. Yeah. And so half the buoys had disappeared during the hurricane, but there's a few still there. So we took out the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about the only time you can get away with doing stuff like that. It was, yeah. it was pretty lawless. For we were great years. kids. We were really good kids. But right. I think when you go through something like that, you're like, ah, what the heck? Yeah. More yeah, the flies out here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is Dave Williamson. Dave is a very funny comedian. I was explaining to people earlier um, that the first time I saw you do comedy was when you opened up for Bird at the Tampa Theater. Oh, yeah. I had not seen you do comedy before that, and a lot of times in my experience, somebody goes on the road will bring somebody with them that's mediocre so that they could be great. <laughs> not Bert, man. Not Bert. He, first of all, you were, I was like, this guy's hilarious. You were great. Thank you, bro. And then, uh, you're right, Bert's got you, he's got Mark Norman, he goes and finds like the best uh, comedians that want the exposure and takes them with him. I think that's that's great that he does. That's his level of confidence that you have to get to. Yeah, I mean, a strong comedian should think that way. They should be like, hey, man, raise the bar, you yeah. know, and give the people a, a show, you know. That's kind of weak sauce if you're like, hey, man, hold it back a little bit Listen, so that I do better. You to know? give a little credit, though, yeah. the reason why I found Bert is because he opened up for Jay Moore, and he was a thousand times funnier, and uh, that's when it made me call the comedy club and go, who is that guy? Who's that dude? Yeah, yeah. what was his name? Yeah, sure. it was so... It's so funny. I called there not knowing at all that he was from here. Well, and I'll give credit to Bert, and I'll give credit to Bert's fans, too, because a lot of times when you open up uh, for a really famous dude, they don't really care about the owners. Right. They're like, hey, man, we know you're here so that we know it's time to come back from the beer line, mm-hmm. but we're here to see the dude. Like, right. Bring him on. Take your shirt but, off. But not Bert's fans. Bert fans have always, man, even back when we were working clubs, they were like excited to see, like, oh, who did Bert bring? Right, you know? because, because right. they know, though, the quality of, of the people that are going to go out with Bert. Yeah. Bert's, Bert doesn't half ass it. No, they're. They're comedy fans. Legit, I did. You know? I did not expect you to be funny. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, you were. You were great. I remember. I, I took my son to. It was his, probably his first comedy show, and he thought you were great. He, even he laughed, and I was like, he's just gonna laugh at Bert when he takes his shirt off. But he loved you. He loved <laughs> Bert. It was a great. It was a great time. And, and we cooked a brisket that day. And we cooked a brisket and shattered all of my uh, brisket dreams. Because once I had that, I was like, he, he just made this in the parking lot. I, I can't cook brisket anymore. I have a. I have a forty. To sixty percent ratio of my brisket being good, my oh. brisket. I, if I try to big green egg it, it takes forever. Now, did Spanish show you my rack tech? I just you went. Got yeah, me? I just went and checked it out right now. I so here's my problem, and I'm very much a learn how to use it on YouTube and go try it kind of thing. But because it's like a special model that nobody had yet, I can't find anybody with a video, and I'm so afraid. I'm gonna get you up and running. Okay, today, buddy. all right, all yeah. right. Because, uh, dude. 
you, I was telling them that the time that you and Sap FaceTimed me, <laughs> and I was not expe- If you would have said to me, pick two people in your life that will never be together, it would have been you and Warren, Warren Sapp. Sapp. Yeah. My childhood hero, by the right. way. Right. <laughs> I just was ne- I was like, Dave is straight up goofy white guy, and Sap is gangster black guy, yeah. and they are never going to be together. That's the power of barbecue. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. It, the but barbecue is bringing the races together. So, uh, but Sap was like, uh, you, you know, I go, hey, I just built this outdoor kitchen, and Sap's like, let me see. And I go out there with the FaceTime, and I show him, and he goes, take take that big green egg. I go, okay. And he goes, you see that lake over there? Yeah. He goes, go throw it in there. <laughs> and I go, what do you mean? He goes, this wrecked heck is the way to go. He goes, I go, yeah, but I'm pretty good. He goes, listen to me, throw it in the lake. He was so positive, and I was yeah. like, all right, and then that must be the way to go. Yeah, we got Warren on a Team Wreck Deck now, man. He's got all the toys. Yeah. But, they, dude, they're both great. Big Green Egg's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Rec Tech's awesome. They're all great for different, different reasons things, and yeah. different situations. I mean, I still have a barbecue and a griddle. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's different things you cook on different days. Bro, I have everything. You know, in L.A., we don't have giant yards. Right. And so I have in my front yard uh, three Rec Techs. I have in your a, front yard. In my front yard. love you. Well, I put it in my front yard so that my neighbors love me. Right. Uh, oh, so, so I can uh, share with them so that they can see that my house isn't on fire. They right. can see I'm cooking, you know. And uh, it's worked out so far. And I love it, actually. Like, I put it in my front yard mostly just because it made the most sense. Like, there's an apartment complex behind me. I didn't want to blow smoke up in their balconies. Right. And, well, you were very uh, considerate. I, well, been I just like- don't want the... Fire yeah. department call. <laughs> but um, I love it because I sit out there and I mingle with everybody, you know? When I'm up all night cooking and drinking beers, like at the 6 a.m., it's like the early dog walkers come out so yeah. the dog can pee. And then it's like 6.30, the joggers come by. They're like, what you cooking? And then, The like, dogs are probably like, what's going on over there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of dogs that try to loop back around. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> I, do, I enjoy that when I'm making a brisket and I either put it on the night before and then get up and check it, or I get up at the crack of dawn and leave it out there. And yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a project. It's the best. And that's when those rec techs come in uh, very handy because if you're going to do something overnight and it's yeah. a night that you can't stay up, I enjoy the pageantry of feeding uh, you know, logs into the fire and spending all night and really grinding. But sometimes you just want to brisket the next day and you yeah. got to get some sleep, man. So you can program your phone and just check it from your bed from time to time. That's what I got to do. I got to get that thing locked in. I will be eating a lot more meat if I can if I can dial it in. So I apologize. I actually really wanted to roll in and surprise you guys with some ribs this morning. Yeah. And uh, the rec deck that I bought my parents, I've owned rec decks for years and never had one single problem with it. Right. But my parents have not used it at all. Uh-huh. And uh, they left the cover off it. So the pellets got wet and then uh-huh. jammed. So I had to take the whole thing apart yesterday. And I wasn't done putting it back together by the time I went to bed last night. Gotcha. So the plan fell through. But we will get you up save and going for, on your Save it for uh, December. We'll do it. Yeah. Uh, my wife made bacon if you want bacon. I not, do. not quite the same. But <laughs> um, Okay, so uh, how long are you here for? Uh, I'm going to be visiting them until Sunday. So we got my, my sons uh, who are teenagers now, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, got them up on wakeboards for the first time yesterday. That's a big thing out there in Lake yeah. Wales and Orlando and that area. Oh, yeah. I mean, I grew up on a lake in Florida, and I the one thing I feel guilty about by being far away and living in California is that my kids don't get that lake life, you know? Yeah. yeah. So we're trying to trying to make up for it this week. Can I just tell you that lakes gross me out? Uh, I was just, Bobby <laughs> Kelly just put a, bought a tiny house. In New Hampshire, and he's like, you gotta go on the lake. I'm like, I'm not going in the lake. There's, there's a couple of reasons why I don't like the lake. One is, um, piranhas. Uh, <laughs> two, it, every horror movie has a lake, they put piranhas in it. Two is Jason Voorhees lives on the bottom of the lake. And three is a 
grew gross stuff that your feet touch when you walk in the lake. Dumb out of the lake business. I'll one up you one. Okay. <laughs> I, I grew up on a lake, and the thing that wigged me out the most as a kid is I went to a sleepover, and they were watching that Tales for the Crypt. Yeah. Remember those yeah. movies? Mm-hmm. And there was the one where the kids were swimming on a lake, and there was like some sort of a blob that yeah. was eating them. And then they got on the wooden dock, and it came up through the cracks yeah. and yep. pulled them through. Seeping through. And I that haunted my nightmares <laughs> yeah. for years as a child. More than Hurricane Andrew. Dude, believe it or not, people think when I tell them I grew up in New York that, like, I remember when I went to camp in Pennsylvania, and we were like, oh, you guys are from New York? How? You don't even have trees in New York. Because all I see here is the city and movies. They don't realize we had a lake and a camp and all this stuff. We used to go swimming in the lake during the camp. But when we get out of the lake, there'd be, like, this brown lake stuff on you you had to wipe off. And I'm like, I don't like that either because I, I probably had Staten Island Lake disease. Yeah, I think you've been swimming in the wrong lakes. Yeah, like, yeah, my I lake that I grew up in Miami was awesome. It was like a rock pit, so it wasn't really, like, and there was an ecosystem and, yeah, you know, worked. all the stuff you're talking about. It wasn't all murky and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it was beautiful, clear water, you know. Yeah. Slime yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. That's different. Big bass. Yeah, I'm not, I can't, just, just the minute my feet touch a, uh, plant down there. I go, oh, that's it. I'm out. I'm the, it's grossing me out now just thinking about it. More of an ocean guy. I'm an ocean guy. I'd rather get bit by a shark than have my feet rub up against a plant in, the, in a lake. <laughs> that's the truth. Uh, this is Dave Williamson that's here. Dave has a podcast called Meet Dave. M-E-A-T Dave. Dave is uh, quite the griller. I'm telling you right now, I've I've made brisket. I've had brisket from a lot of places. Dave made a brisket in Tampa in a portable Rectech grill on the bus, and after Bird's show, he's like, all right, it's good. You want to have some brisket? We're like, okay. To this day, my son, who is now 16 years old, still talks about, <laughs> like, I can't make a brisket after he had eaten that one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was it was really delicious. Dude, Carmen got some pretty legit uh, beef ribs that I made last time we came through this area. Was it Orlando, I think? Yeah, because you guys were in Tampa, and then you went to, you were in Orlando, like, on a Saturday night, and we came out to that, and I got to tell you, it, like, just melts in your mouth. I don't even think I had to chew it. It was so good. One of my favorite things, and I've fed a lot of people. That's my favorite part (laughs) about barbecue. But that night, feeding Carmen beef ribs was one of the (laughs) funniest reactions (laughs) I've ever got. I thought she was going to orgasm in the parking lot. Carmen likes food. She's an an eater. I have in my phone probably 2,000 pictures of Carmen over the years. Half of them are sexy, and the other half is her unhinging her jaw to put food in her mouth. She is, I mean, I, she she's like, remember those old Dagwood cartoons where they get the big sandwiches yeah, right, yeah. right in there? She's amazing. Well, and also, I don't get to eat ribs a lot because I don't eat pork. So when I was, you were like, oh, they're beef ribs, I was like so excited. I was like, yeah. oh, I Tell them why you don't eat pork. Because I used I used to have a pet pig. <laughs> named, she had a pet pig that she lost uh, in the divorce. Yeah, and his name was Kenny. He was so cute. He knew a bunch of tricks, and he loved to cuddle. But no one will rent to you when you have a pig pet, so I had to leave him behind. Well, but I still don't eat pork because you know it's just and it's not good meat. I think he would want you to eat. No. Pork. Yeah. 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 No, I have no. a tortoise <laughs> in the backyard, and if Dave said, "I would you like to try tortoise soup?" I'd go, "Not my tortoise, right?" And he'd go, "No." I go, "Yeah, I'll try it if you made it." Look, I tried to talk my wife into letting me have a pet pig because I yeah. think that would be awesome <gasps> for the barbecue guy to have a pet pig. Oh yeah! And if it came down to it, like one day, if he was going, if he was big and fat, and there was another pandemic, and yeah. he was going to die anyways. How I would, would eat him? <laughs> could you kill it? Well, I'll, I also. <laughs> You would have to. I mean, I might have to get someone else to do that part. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I could ever. I mean, 
pandemic, end of the world, have to yeah, feed my kids. Do what you yeah. do, you know? But see, but, the thing is, a pig, they're smart as four-year-olds, and they can live up to 12 to 15 uh, years. Also they're, shoot just, a four-year-old. they're just like <laughs> dogs. They're, oh, I don't yeah, know how you I can do not, it. I, listen. It's. I know how I could do it with with a little Dave Meet Dave Rub on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll start putting the Meet Dave Rub on him while he's still alive. Yeah. Oh. Rub, rub it in there for a few months. Put it, put it in Eat his food. some of this. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I I gotta tell you, I think that's uh, that Meet Dave Rub is pretty good. Like well, a lot of times, people make their own spices and stuff. They just throw a sticker on something else that already existed. That's yeah. good stuff. It got a no, little kick. It's been a cool thing for me, man. Because uh, you know, I never set out to. This barbecue thing just happened organically. Right. Totally back. Because, and I don't even claim to be an expert. Like, I'm an enthusiast who, who's just excited about it like most people, yeah. you know? And then I just leaned into it so much and practiced so much. I think I got pretty good at cooking and right. I'm somewhat knowledgeable in the world now. But most of all, I just love the barbecue community and I love still learning from people, you know? I'm, I'm still fairly... Uh, a rookie when it comes to that whole world, you know, which Have is Have you fun. entered any contest at all or anything? So I've never entered for my stuff to be judged. Honestly, I feel like anytime someone comes up, now my reputation precedes me. Yeah. So anytime I cook with someone, I feel like that's the contest because <laughs> I don't want to let them down. Right. But um, I have gone to some contests and competitions, and it is a blast. Oh, yeah. Memphis in May last year, I did a whole two-month tour where i did comedy in barbecue restaurants that's a smart that's a smart move and one of the stops was a guy paid me because it's just a big party yeah and they each set up their own little like like area with tent and and that's their cooking space but it's also their party space right so one of the big teams paid me to come in and perform for their like friends and their team at their tent so then i just got to hang out for the weekend and i got to walk around and be like a hero people were like Dave, come try this. You know, yeah. we got to turn it tomorrow. We want you to sample it. Dave, we got some moonshine. Get in here, you know? <laughs> and I was just like, this is awesome. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, I got to tell you, when people are always like, um, like when we're out and somebody will come and ask for a picture, they always go, is that annoying? I go, never, ever, yeah. ever. Every time I had somebody asked me to take a picture, I realized how lucky I am. And uh, it also extends to whenever you're at a bar, everyone wants to buy you drinks. Like, yeah. it's the best feeling to be around and doing that. Um, I, I uh, have had the fortune of having some really great barbecue in my life. So do you know Ray Lampy? Ray Lampy is Dr. Barbecue. If you saw him, you'd be like, I know that dude. Yeah, I know, I know the name for he, sure. If you saw, he was a mm-hmm. big green egg guy for a long okay, time. Yeah. He's the official barbecue guy of the NFL. Um, he owns a barbecue joint in St. Pete called Dr. Barbecue. Now, I've had food from Ray before, and it's been really good, whatever. We went down there and ate in the restaurant and I was in a hurry. I we it was Bobby was shooting a special here and we only had a couple of minutes, you know. So we went down there, we ate it was unbelievable. Like even yeah. Pete when he left there is still talking about how good it is. And he wasn't even the one cooking that day, you know what I mean? And then also uh we do a tailgate here um for the Bucks games. We did it last year for the first season. And it we have, like, when you think tailgate, you think somebody's making hot dogs or some brats or whatever. These guys would take the opposing team and they would try to make something. So if it was New Orleans, there would be some sort of gumbo. Oh, thing. Yeah. oh my God. We were, and they all, they're running like four or five big green eggs at the same time. And they start really early or the night before. We were really fortunate to have a bunch of great uh, barbecue joints here. Yeah, I just um, w- I just flew to Columbus, Ohio, two weekends ago to host the Big Green Egg Festival there. Oh yeah, and uh, one of the cool things that someone cooked there was a uh, gator. Yeah, so they did oh, gator, yeah. And, and the way they prepared it was so great. And there's just so many exotic, like fun things you can do if you're trying to do themes like that. Oh you know? yeah. 
Um, we should do a barbecue event when I'm in town for that uh, side splitters date in December. Yes. Because um, I've been trying to find all kinds of different ways to incorporate the barbecue into the comedy stuff. And uh, it's just been a blast. Even in Canada this past week, I was in Winnipeg, Canada. Oh, yeah. And they were telling me, like, there's no, like, authentic, like... Texas style American barbecue in that town. So I'm like, dude, we got to try something. Make you got to do yeah. barbecue yeah. Christmas. Do a turkey and a ham on the barbecue. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Don't get me started on uh, on that. <laughs> turkey on the on the smoker changed my life. I was yeah, like, I didn't think anything could get better than a fried turkey, and then I had smoked it. And I was like, holy mackerel. Yeah. But um, we did a pop up in uh, Winnipeg, so it's like I'm there doing shows anyways. So I borrowed a smoker, one of my barbecue buddies, uh, who's an awesome dude on Instagram uh, named Mel. He goes by Dark Side of the Grill on Instagram because <laughs> he's a big Star Wars fan. I, I think I follow him. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome, dude. So he was like, bro, I'll come down and hang out. I don't have anything this weekend. So he came down, and we cooked all night Friday. I did my show Friday night and then met him where we were borrowing the smokers. We smoked cigars and drank whiskey and uh, cooked uh, two briskets and six pork butts overnight. Ooh. Oh, and then, pork butts, something else, man. Oh, insane. So then that morning we uh or we went over to the comedy club and we sold barbecue out of the front of the bar, of the comedy club at noon until we sold out of it and then I made a little bit extra that we kept off to the side and the comedy club put it on their menu that night. Oh really? So like their nachos they had pulled pork nachos yeah. and they made little brisket sliders instead of uh, burger sliders. I mean it and it sold out like that. Oh, so man. I'm figuring out ways to incorporate the barbecue world into the um the the it, the comedy world too you know well these guys there's there's a lot of events they do over here and they do big green egg meetups and all that other stuff but there's plenty of places so uh we've been fortunate we got grilling provisions we've got uh doctor barbecue and then over here thankfully over here because I'm a little bit out of the way from Tampa mm-hmm. uh there is a place called Prime Butcher that opened up. And that's what you want. You want you want a butcher. You want a guy yep. getting a good. He's got the locker, and I got a meat locker there, so I could age my. I could dry. Oh, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Oh, so man. I could t- I can call him up and be like, Peppy, I'm I need it for a month from now, and they'll take it and put it in there, and this way I can go pick it up. It, it's been it's been really uh, great, but I would love to get behind one of those comedy barbecue things. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a no brainer, dude. We can definitely make it happen. Um, I'll have to check out that place, Prime Butcher. I usually hit up that Heights Meat Marketplace. Yep, when Heights I'm here. is good yeah, too. Pri- so Prime Butcher. So we um, have you had the W sauce? Yeah, yeah. Those guys have been real cool to me, man. I, I owe them they, a phone call. They want to get you some. They want yeah. so uh, the W sauce. I mean, that I get it. Good. I get it. I've had steak sauce. I get it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, but then they brought the W sauce, and I was like, oh my god! Not only is it delicious, but it uh, calorically and all that stuff. It's low. It's no you know, sugar in it. All it's fantastic. Then they were like, we can make it better by making a spicy W sauce. Yeah. So they threw the spicy in there. Yeah, yeah. So Prime Butcher and W sauce work together, and they you know you could buy it because all of our listeners are like, where do we get it? Where do we get it? It's not Prime Butcher sells it. So. I would really love to get a heads up, and we could all do something together and make it a, b- a big fun event. Done, dude. Done. Now, how was the how was the uh, fully loaded tour? Oh, speaking of barbecue, fully mm-hmm. loaded tour was incredible. Yeah, it's unreal that Bert like had the idea for what he wanted to to do with that, uh-huh. and then um, it was a lot of hard work for him and his whole team, and just to pull it off logistically, so many things had to happen, right? And the tour overall just, I think, exceeded anyone's expectations. It was bonkers. Yeah, I mean, it looked like that's a lineup that you... It's a dream lineup, a couple of different dream lineups of comedians. 
and it's weird because like I've been to all these like comedy festivals where there's like 20 good comedians on it but nobody seems to like each other and they don't egos get away when you guys all go out together it seems like this is the place where you want to be and it's so much fun well there's a lot that I think and I don't want to speak for Bert but you know from my standpoint what he wanted to accomplish was one put together a killer comedy show right but two create a festival atmosphere and also the same time, he wanted to show the fans and show his comedy buddies slash um, peers what it's like when we tour. Right. You know? Right. Like, like how the, the fun life that you're having out there. Yeah. Like this is how Bert tours. Come get a little sneak peek of it. You know what I mean? Mostly it was you, Bert, Mark Norman on the tour, or who else? On Steve. the on the fully loaded tour? No, no, like uh, like just on the regular tour. Around oh the yeah, so when we normally tour, there's a uh, rotating uh, openers, which is uh, you know me, Steve Fury, uh, Jesus used to come with us a lot, but now he's got a lot of his own stuff going on. Right. Um, Shane Torres. Yeah. And then uh, uh, select dates every now and then. Maybe we got like a Shane Gillis or a Mark Norman. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, there's always you know great people around. But then also his just team is like he's got. Uh, his cousin Andrew and our buddy John Manns are like the production guys. We Such got, a fun group. Yeah, Peter's his assistant. We got a tour manager, Amanda. We got the Ron, the bus driver. So, you know, the whole team really makes the atmosphere. Now Ron got to meet Christy Mack. <laughs> right? Well, yeah. All I know is one night we were talking there, like, Ron, Ron, the bus driver, loves Christy Mack. Like, one point Ron said, if I ever met her, I'd violate yeah, her. Yeah, but you know what Whoa. he did? You no. know what he did? He was a perfect gentleman. I assume so. I assume so. <laughs> he was like, ma'am. Um, it's very nice to meet you. Right. Can I take a picture with you? Right. And her her boyfriend was there. He was very cool. And uh, yeah, he you know he he said some things back then for sure. But he was a perfect <laughs> gentleman. Are you amazed uh, by some of the people who end up like being fans? Like I, it blows my mind. So uh, Bert and I, it'll be Bert and I's twentieth anniversary. That's adorable in March. <laughs> and I know this only because I met him the day after I got married. So it's easy okay. to keep track of that. <laughs> Cheater, right? Uh, well, it means more to me than my relationship <laughs> yeah. with my wife. Um, but uh, to see Bert, and again, from the first time I saw him, I thought he was the funniest guy I'd ever seen. Yeah. But to see him become this monster that he is now. That my friends from around the country are calling, hey, your friend Bert's in Wisconsin. Can you get me tickets? Oh, yeah. Hey, this guy or celebrities. Uh, hey, do you think Bert would want to come to this? I'm like, it's Bert. You know, yeah. like, it's so fun to me to see it. So I'd imagine while you're on the road, there's probably like uh, the, the, what's his name from the Packers? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron yeah. Rodgers came and hung the one weekend I took off. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I was, uh, I can't remember what I was doing. Oh, I had family visiting. So I was like, hey, man, I can't work that weekend. And then Bert FaceTimes me, and he's like, you messed up. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? And you never know if they're playing a prank on you or whatever. Right. And he's like, Aaron Rodgers just came and hung on the bus with us, uh, talked to us for an hour, gave us all the scoop on everything we wanted to know about the NFL. Oh, and I was so just funny. like, man, you guys are lying. And then five minutes later, he posted a photo of him and Aaron Rodgers. And I was like, please be Photoshopped. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's incredible, man. You know, Bert's uh, got a magnetic personality and just the way that he puts himself out there is very real and is a dude that people want to be around you know yeah. the times that i've heard the a fan shout out bert you're my spirit animal <laughs> i couldn't even tell yeah, you, you know? Oh, I know so people and he gives people so much access whether it's through the podcasting or just being very uh, vulnerable on stage or his instagram stories uh, you know always putting what's going on with him and his family yeah. so people feel like they know him so, yeah. so they want to actually know him, whether it's a celebrity or it's just a, you know a, a diehard fan. Best story ever about Bert is um, 
Oh, you're going to tell one. I thought you were asking me. I'm like, you're going to have to no. give me a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I got you. a lot of them, and I got to think which ones I could tell. <laughs> I, I wasn't even there for this, but this one is just one that makes me, if you said to me, describe Bert. Bert went to a family reunion or some sort of family party or whatever, and he went to the bathroom, and he was at the urinal, and he took his pants and underwear and pulled them all the way down to his ankles to his and picked ankle. up his shirt and was peeing in the urinal like that, and I thought... <laughs> when Bert went in there, he was the only one in there. Yeah. He just wants to make himself laugh. Yeah. That's all he can. And then anybody that comes in after that, it's only an audience of one. So he's doing, that's what makes Bert funny. That's yeah. what makes him hilarious. Uh, I got to tell you, you guys have uh, really made a lot of people jealous. That's the life that they want, to be on, on a tour bus, eating brisket, drinking, and having fun. All, like most of the time, it used to be like banging whores and going out and getting drunk and doing yeah. cocaine. Now it's all just a bunch of dudes having a good time. We've created a summer camp for dads, yeah. is what we've done. Yeah. And, and we, the way Bert always puts it, and I've stolen this phrase, is that he's, he's like, we're the only guys who tailgate for our own shows. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's the truth. And so, fully loaded, to answer your question from earlier, too, we totally tried to encapsulate that with the barbecue. Because at first, he was like, hey, man, I don't know how this is all going to shake out with the lineups and who's coming and going and, right. and uh, how many bunks we have and whatever. He's like, but just plan on coming because I want you there. And he's like, we, we can do barbecue for the fans and barbecue for the comics. And I'll make sure that we get that, uh, it, uh, the meat and we get it ha happening, you know. Um, so just come, Dave, and then we'll figure out where we could throw you on shows if we can. And I'm like, cool, man, I'm in, right? I yeah. want to I wanna be a part of making this a success to be part of the vision, right? So the first night, uh, since we came in the night before in South Bend, um, we got a bunch of dry-aged steaks Ooh. from this place called Meats by Lynn's that supplies steaks to all the top uh, steakhouses across the country, right? So they hooked us up big time so I could cook these for the comics. So we did that the first night, and then I ran to the store, got a bunch of briskets because I'm like, all right, we're going to be here overnight so I can actually do a long cook right. where normally the bus is moving every night, you know? So I cooked all this food to give the fans the next day. Gates open at 5. And uh, I start giving uh, barbecue away to the fans for free. They're walking in going, Dave, what are you doing out here in the, the concourse of the baseball thing? And I go, I'm bringing the tailgate to you guys, right? <laughs> so we gave away barbecue. People are throwing the Frisbee, playing cornhole. Uh, the Burt mascot goes by. The first That, that first date, there was a Kool-Aid mascot walking around. <laughs> and we were like, Burt, that's genius. You got a Kool-Aid mascot. And then everyone on Burt seems like, we don't know who that guy is. <laughs> that, guy just, that guy just showed up and volunteered to work, you know? So then they, uh, Big J was supposed to host the shows. Right. So he um, his flight got canceled. Oh. So they're, down, they're like, Dave, you're hosting the night. So I, after cooking all night, Giving barbecue away for two hours. I went and hosted a four-hour show. Jeez. Went and broke down the barbecue stuff, and then did the after party, and then got on the bus to go to the next city. And they go, Dave, do you want to just like host the whole festival? Yeah. And yeah. I go, Yeah, I'm in, man. So then they made me the host, and I'd already promoted that I was going to do barbecue and all the things. So, got two so I was doing yeah. two hours of barbecue and four hours of hosting every show, which Holy was God. a blast. It was a dream job, by the way. Yeah. But I was tired. <laughs> wow. Well, look, uh, you, you know, being out there right now, the comedians are the rock stars of the world, so being out there and doing that's oh. a, good, a good year. In the Fully Loaded Festival, too, like, as the host, I didn't feel like my job was to go out there and, like, crush with material or whatever. Right, right. Like, you know, you got David Tell and uh, Joey Diaz there or whatever. I had to just set them up for success, right? Yeah. And wrangle this, like... To bring them barbecue. I, well, I, I, I coated their bellies and made them out <laughs> to a barbecue. But then, you know, I was up there with the DJ, and I was shotgunning beers with her and throwing Frisbees into the crowd. And, like, you know, the I was trying to hit the basket from the, uh, yeah. the stage, and everyone was cheering. I was just trying to wrangle no everyone. 
Yeah, and get the, and then you know throw a joke or two in to get the mind right for you know the next legend that's coming up after me. Yeah. So it was a blast to do something a little different. What for a me. good time, man! Oh. All right, tell everybody where they can find you at Dave W uh, Comedy on Instagram. Dave right? W Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. My website is DaveWilliamson dot com, where you can buy my dry rub. You can buy my albums. You can see my tour dates. Uh, I fully support the dry rub. I use it. I keep. I have a spice. I have two spice cabinets. And then I have a secret spice cabinet, Ooh. and I keep it in the secret spice cabinet. Nice. Yeah, because when you open up those those spice cabinets where you pull it out, you have to search for everything. Yeah, and there's stuff that I use all the time. And I just want to know where they are. Yep. So I just keep them above. Well, because I the way I like to plug my rub is that it's really more of an all purpose seasoning. Yes. So you don't need to wait for when you're barbecuing something. Mm. Even if you don't barbecue stuff, and you're just you know a normal person who cooks eggs in the morning, yeah, you sprinkle those on the eggs. Sprinkle it on uh, mac and cheese, sprinkle it on steak, on chicken. And then if you want to use it for a rub, I tell people to mix it with uh, kosher salt and coarse pepper. Yeah. And then that way it dilutes the heat a little bit and makes the, your bottle go further as well. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I enjoy it. Um, Thank you, brother. The W Sauce guys are here. We're going to give you some. We got some sauce for you to take with you. Heck yeah, I dude. Like that. Thank you to Burton. That's a good thing about having those guys here. Um, and uh, check out the Meet Dave podcast. You still doing that on, on a regular basis? I am. Uh, I mean, sometimes I'm better at it than others. Yeah. Um, I, I've been a little uh, overwhelmed with no. projects. But uh, I definitely am still doing the Meet Dave podcast, and I promise new episodes up soon. There's no better way to learn about um, uh, barbecuing and do it than watching other people do it. Before I got into it, before I knew you, I used to watch that uh, Aaron dude uh, from Aaron Texas, Franklin, Aaron yeah. Franklin, and I used to watch all these other people. And then I just go, I, I just watch regular people on YouTube, yeah. what they did, and then you figure it out. Well, and I think that it's just like comedy. Um, Back in the day, people used to closely guard their secrets. Yeah. Now, for whatever reason, people don't care. They're like, you know, you're not stopping me from doing what I'm doing. I'll tell you what I know. Right. So I think comedians are more apt to give advice and help younger comedians. And same with the barbecue world. People are totally cool being like, here's what I use as a rub. Here's the time and temp. And and help people out, you know. Yeah. Hey, where, uh, Bert's what, in Europe right now, in Italy? He's in Italy with his family, That's yeah. All. I was just there. We miss each other by a week. Oh, uh, me too. I was yeah. just in Italy. Uh, <laughs> I was in Winnipeg, Canada. Uh, home, of, home of the great Chris Jericho, so you should be very proud. Okay. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. Dave Williamson, great to see you. Thank you for getting up early and coming over here. You got it, bro, anytime. Uh, yeah, and then uh, we'll hopefully we'll see Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.